0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the prophet Ezekiel, that's the Navi Yechezkel, chapter 32. <clears throat> this chapter will conclude this entire section of the book of Ezekiel, which is really the second section of the book. The first section was his prophecies of destruction. Then the second, which we have studied together, the second section is the prophecies of which he directed to the nations the other nations that surrounded israel and judah and um, the last several chapters he turned his attention to the nation of egypt and the final chapter on that subject is this one and this will conclude his prophecies to the other nations in the next chapter 33 which we'll study um, in our next podcast he's going to turn his attention to the prophecies of restoration, the restoration of Israel, Judah, and the world. Now, um, this um, chapter, because he's spent the last several uh, chapters discussing the destruction of Egypt, uh, and this, this time, God directs him to lament the destruction of Egypt. God reminds us, and there have been several reminders during these prophecies, but here God reminds us that this is not the desired end. God isn't vengeful to the that he wants to just destroy. He didn't want to see Egypt fall. He doesn't want the people to be happy. Remember the first several nations that were listed and when Ezekiel turned his attention to the other nations, his primary criticism of those nations was that th- that that they gloated over the downfall of Israel and they gloated so by gloating over the downfall of others thinking now what can I benefit from the fact that they that they were destroyed that was the key sin that they had and God wants to remind us and God is reminding Ezekiel that that's not the kind of attitude that I want you to have even though these people in many cases may have been your enemies I still I want you to lament their loss I can explain to you why and you should understand why it happened and you understand the justice of why it happened but that does not mean that i want you to gloat over their downfall egypt may have failed judah but that does not mean that judah should be uh, um, happy that egypt suffered a downfall at the hand of the babylonians so let's start chapter 32 it's a bit long there's going to be some repetition but we'll get through it, and there's a lot of very interesting lessons here. So verse 1, It was in the twelfth year. So now, meaning that this is the twelfth year, uh, in the twelfth month, on the first day of the month, the word of God to me was as follows. Ezekiel, by pointing out that this was the twelfth year, is telling us that this occurred after the destruction of of, of Judah after the destruction of Jerusalem at this point um, the Jewish people would have been in a state of a despair a state of, of significant national depression and by discussing the downfall of Egypt you might think that they would have a little small sense of satisfaction because Egypt was supposed to help them but they didn't but no, God is telling them don't be satisfied. Rather, let's see verse two, ben Adam, human being, Al I want you to raise your voice in lamentation over the downfall of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. You amartai love, and I want you to say regarding him, Kefir Goyim Nid you are like the lion among the nations. you are like the crocodile in the sea, in the in the water. That you and you um, were the one who who pushed or uh, thrust through the streams and your rivers. In other words, you were strong there. but and you were the one that, with your feet, you stirred up the muddy waters. naharosam, and you were the one that made that made the water. Um, Muddy and, uh, in other words, you're the one that controlled the waters. You were the boss of the river. This is the vision. Remember, we had the vision of Pharaoh as a, as, as a crocodile because that was the, the Egyptian god, and the king himself compared himself to a crocodile. That's what you were. In other words, I want you to cry over the fact. Look at you. You were once so great, but no longer. God says, "Sokina." We'll get back to this word kina, which is lamentation, and lamenting the downfall of Egypt. We'll get back to that at the end. Now let's look at verse 3. <laughs> so says the Lord God, You were the crocodile, but I threw out my net, and I spread it over you. Among all of the other nations, you know, I, I trapped you. And you are going to be pulled up in my traps I'm going to pull you out of the water in in, in my traps um that word uh, is 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 considered is, is like a net or a fish trap and I'm going to throw you against the ground I'm going to leave you out there in the middle of the field and the birds will just land upon your body. And they're gonna satisfy their bellies and all from you. They're gonna eat, and the, all the beasts of the land are just gonna eat you. And I'll place your your flesh uh, over the mountains. And I'm going to fill the valleys with with your rotting body. And the earth. Will be given to drink of the, of what comes out of you. And when the blood oozes out over the mountains. It's going to fertilize the fields and the um, waterways or the canals are going to become full of your um, of of the guts. I mean, this is a very dramatic image that comes out of your body. And when i snuff out your flames i am going to cover the sky and i'm going to darken the stars of the sky i will cover the sun with a cloud this may be and a moon will not give its light this may be a reference to an an eclipse on the, the day of the destruction of the um egypt i don't know if historically that occurred or not but the images being said here kind of hint towards something like that. and the idea that an eclipse is, is a time is a sign of a time of tragedy would be one that was pretty common. all of the lights that light up the sky, I'm going to darken them upon you. I'm going to place darkness upon your land upon your land. so says the Lord God. I am going to make the hearts and the mood of many nations around you angry when I bring your remnants among all other nations to lands which you never even knew. I am going to... uh, Many people are going to be just so upset and appalled over many nations are going to be just appalled over what happened to you. And the kings are going to be, uh, see, uh, I see the translation, aghast over you. They're just The kings are going to look, wow, like they're just going to be appalled that this could happen to Egypt. When I brandish, uh, that's the best word I heard, when I brandish my sword or make my sword fly over their faces in front of them. the biyom and they will, they will all shake, each person, they will shake, they will go constantly, each person will shake in, in, in fear on the day that you fall. When they see that the great, great Egypt, the Egypt that's been around for so, so long, the Egypt that's been so, so powerful, can get destroyed, it will make everyone be afraid for, you know, if they can fall, then anyone, certainly I can, is what the other nations and the other people will think. Because so says the Lord God, the sword of the king of Babylon is going to come against you. with the swords of these powerful uh, armies, I am going to take down your your great wealth. Kulam, all of these, uh, all the nations coming against you will be the most ruthless, the most vicious of all the nations. they are going to." Uh, uh, lay waste or ravage the the pride of Egypt. Typically, it uses this term gaon to to again hint to us and remind us of the sin of Egypt was its pride. And and all of her masses, or or this also could mean all of her wealth it will be lost and destroyed. Vahavad diet called behemtai will destroy all of her animals. May rabim those animals that were pasturing over this very well-watered land, and men will no longer, human, human feet will no longer walk through these these uh, fertile, wet, muddy fields, and no longer will the hods of the animals, the domestic animals, walk through these fields. I will let the waters recede, and the rivers will flow like oil, the idea of the rivers flowing like oil is, um, is, uh, is, is, is the, the water will be clear like oil because the oil doesn't mix well with mud where the water does. And the lack of mud is, is, is a bad thing. It means the, the fields are, are not fertile, they're not growing. Well, when I make the land of Egypt destroyed, uh, and laid waste, eretz mimloa, the land will no longer have all of the things that fill the land. Now, ba kol when I strike down all of those that live there, v'aduukyani and they will know that I am the Lord God. I'm. I just finished verse 15. I know this chapter goes on for a while, but but we gotta study it and um, and read what it says. We've read a lot of destruction. So then God reminds us now in 16, Kinohi, this is a lamentation. I'm not saying this because I want you to enjoy this destruction that I just described, but I, I'm lamenting this. I'm sad about this. I'm upset about this. V'kone God says, and I want you to lament. I want you, I want the people, all of the people to lament. Benota gayim All of the daughters of all of the nations, I want all of you to cry over the loss of Egypt, al Mitzrayim the and all of the wealth of Egypt and all of the people of Egypt. Tekoneinah, Osa, God is begging us, I want you to cry over this loss. So says the Lord God. Now, verse 17, it's another vision, um, but a very similar one. It was in the 12th year, a little bit later than the last one, but still in the same month. Uh, and the fifteenth day of the month, Ayodvar my more the word of God to me was as follows: Ben Adam human being nehe Alhamon Shaim. I want you to cry, I want you to cry over the masses of the people of egypt and I want Osa I want you to um to to uh The, the, this literally the word means and I want you to take her down. But what this means is in that cry that you're crying, in that lamentation that you're lamenting, I want you to describe how Egypt went down, how she went down. Dirim and how the 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 daughters of these great mighty nations have landed in the land of Under, the underworld or that Ordebar and joined the people that reside in the pits, in other words that they were all who, from who was even more beautiful than you? You, Egypt, were such a beautiful nation. Who was more beautiful than you? But now, redah, now go down. The and go ahead and lie down with the arelim. Literally means the uncircumcised. It means lie down with all the rest of those people that refuse to accept God. But They will all fall among the, the those that are killed by the sword. But the... Um, sword of Egypt has been uh, dragged down they dragged it down and all of the masses of people there from the depths of hell the, the mighty warriors are going to speak they are going to speak to him and all of those that helped him meaning Egypt the, um, the, those that went down, those uncircumcised, those that refused to accept God, that have gone down and now become people that have died by the sword. All of those other great, powerful men that over the years have landed in the same place and all of those that helped them, they are now going to call out to the Egyptians as they come to join them in the Sha'ol. In, in Sha'ol, I'm translating as hell, but it could mean the, the deep, dark depths. Shum, who's down there with them? Who are those great people? Remember last chapter we compared them to the people of Assyria and said how Assyria was once so great and mighty. and now, because they were too arrogant and too haughty, God took them down. Well, that's where they are. Shum, Ashur Baal Kahala. Assyria, and all the people with them. All the other nations of history, they're all already down there in hell, and they're going to welcome the Egyptians with welcome arms. Sivivo sub, Kirossab, surrounded. All of those the the people that lived with Assyria that were allied with them that that uh, all of their graves kulam challim of limachar of all of them have fallen by the sword. We get the sense and we see this cycle, this great, great, great mighty nation, killed by the sword. Egypt killed by the sword. The nations that preceded Assyria killed by the sword, and they're all down there in the same place. Their, their graves are down in the deepest depths of the pits of hell. And all of the people that were with her with Assyria and with these other nations, they are all surrounding the tomb of Assyria. So the idea that when they were in life, they all surrounded her and lived under her protection in death. They're all their tombs are right next to her tombs. Kulam Khalim from the they're just dead those people that struck terror in the hearts of those that they worked with in the land of the living those people they have now because of the way they acted and behaved towards other people terrorizing the others now they're just down there sham elam what other nations were once powerful the nation of elam Hamona, and all of her people spivokurata Kulam challah. It's it's a, a lot of repetition, so I may not translate every single word. But to be bold, kavurata, there also their their graves are right next to them. Kulam challah lemanufim bechara vashayir duari lemlar sh'taktiyos. Those that have not been with God have all landed in the underworld. Asher not nuhiti sambiyar tzchayim those that also those people also being punished for the fact that they struck terror in the hearts of the people when they were alive in the land of the living but now they are shamed and they bring their shame down with them into the underworld now where do they have a bed they put a place for her to rest down there with all of the dead people they're surrounding all of the same people with their graves the reason why is because they terrorized others in the land of the living therefore by again God repeats therefore they're going to take their shame into the depths of the pits and not only that nation but another nation too. Uh, even more ancient, another from Meshech Tuval, the, the nations of Meshech and Tuval, Vuchal and all of those that were with her. Again, the same thing, because they put fear in everyone else's heart when they were alive, therefore, they're going to go down to the same pit. And they. meaning those that were killed by them, they are not going to go down and lay in the same pit of hell as those that killed them, as those that made them be afraid. So, those that were killed by the ones that refused to accept God, they are not. So here we have Ezekiel really telling us that ultimately, he's giving us hints that in the future world, the ones that are going to end up in the depths of hell are the ones who, I'm saying this as hell, those are the ones who were the ones creating the fear, those are the ones who are terrorizing others, but the ones that they killed, the ones who were terrorized, they're not going to be laying together. Asher b'chleim Hashem, they will place their swords underneath their heads, their sins will be upon their bones. This is very strongly hinting that there will be a punishment down there or in the future, at the end of, at the end. Giborim Why? Because these, these Giborim, these warriors, they created terror in the times when they were alive in the world of the living. Biata. And therefore now, you, And you, tishavar Therefore, you are going to end up lying down among those who were the uncircumcised, who did, not, who did not live the life that God wanted them to. And they will end up lying with those that are destroyed by the sword. Shama Edom and again another nation. The the Edomites, her kings, all of her princes, also them too they are also lying down there. Hema are brother also lying down there in the pit. Safon, all the princes of the northern kingdoms, the Sidoni and the Sidonians, Asher they also uh, killed people and terrorized people. Migura boshim. they are now ashamed because they expressed such power and arrogance during their lifetimes. They're also going to carry their shame into the pit. Those are the people that Pharaoh are going to meet and when Pharaoh sees all of them, he might get a slight amount of comfort knowing that he's joining a large crowd. This, to me, seems to me almost like a sarcastic comfort. He'll look around and see, oh, I'm going down with all of them. All of the ones that are destroyed by Pharaoh and all of his armies, so says the Lord God. Kinasati Sati si because why? because when I was alive meaning I, Paro was alive and I terrorized everyone else during in the land of the living therefore therefore I'm being placed to rest among all of the uncircumcised all of those who refused to join under the banner of God all of those that have been killed by Paro all of those that the, of the members of Paro's nation that have now been killed by the Babylonians, B'chal and all the people associated, Nomad and Oilim, so says the Lord God. So, again, this is the end of the verse. And you get the idea, and I would like to, the, that number one, those that terrorize will suffer the fate, and in the end of history, they're going to lie in the pit, and, and they will be shamed, and their memory will be shamed, and they will be always known as the ones who are the terrorizers. Their victims will not be lying in the same place. We also get the idea that the reason, that, you know, Pyro should have learned the lesson from all of these nations beforehand, but he refused. So he's going to end up landing in the same place with the same people that um, that did the same, made the same mistakes of arrogance that he made and did not learn from them. So this concludes the uh, Ezekiel 33 this concludes I'm sorry 32 this concludes this section of the book where the prophet turned his attention to all the other nations thank you for studying this chapter with me looking forward to studying chapter 33 together and of course the entire book of Ezekiel